Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke and Dawn Kennedy's in the house with me. Hello. Hello, hello. We are going to start up the, the second half of Divine Encounters and Divine Connections. And we are talking about Saul's divine encounter with Jesus Christ. Got knocked off his high got, horse. Got knocked off of his high horse, <laughs> literally, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I can imagine how Saul, I mean, I, if I were Saul, since he'd been putting God's people in jail, and I uh, stood there and watched and watched the coats as Stephen the, was martyred. I would be a little nervous right now. And uh, we're, we're in uh, chapter 9 of Acts. And I'm going to go back and read um, verse 3. Now, as Saul traveled on, he came near to Damascus. And suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. That's a powerful light. Yeah. That, uh, in the notes in my Bible, it says that that was uh, the appearance of Christ in his glory. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Harassing, troubling, and molesting me. See, when you are, uh, whenever you are harassing and persecuting uh, God's people, you are persecuting him. He takes it personally. I mean, because uh, he died for us, you know? And so uh, Saul, as we talked about earlier in the program, he did not see it that way because he thought he was doing God a favor. He was a zealot. He was, he thought, I mean, uh, this G these, all these Jesus people and Jesus, this is blasphemous. Uh, This doesn't line up with the way we used to do way. We do things, uh, for all these years uh, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. And, and we he couldn't wrap his brain around the new thing God was doing. See, when Jesus Christ died, the veil was rent mm-hmm. from top to bottom and through the veil of his flesh. Jesus Christ offered up his flesh. And when he died, the veil of the temple was rent in two, meaning you can come in. Right. Through Come me. On in, Come on in. I'm drawing you in. Mm, I want you. I want You're you. You're welcome. Mm. There's yeah. nothing between you and me That's anymore. Right. Yeah. Come on in. And so they no longer had to go through a high priest and to sacrifice animals because Jesus Christ was the sacrifice once and for all for sin. So they, the high priest, uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees, they could not wrap their brain around it. So they were persecuting Well, they didn't want anything Christ. to knock them right. out of their position. They didn't want to lose face, honor, position, authority, power, mm-hmm. anything such as that. So the light fell from heaven. It flashed. I mean, this is the daytime. This had to be a powerful light, right? For it to, I mean, because the sun's shining, right? It's daytime. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me, harassing, troubling, and molesting me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? He doesn't even know who it is that's talking to him. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I mean, that how plain, how much plainer can you get? Uh, 
Jesus, he's having a, a divine encounter with Christ. And he, so the Paul or Saul uses this. He's talking about, this is the realm of deity. This is not, he said, Lord, not just in the realm of deity, but also as respect. I mean, because he doesn't know what this is. He doesn't right. know who this is. So he, he knows it's know divine. Something, something it's heavenly. <laughs> something. What's happening? What's happening? And He's uh, never experienced the glory of God right, before. Right. And so uh, the word says, in the King James, it says, I am Jesus whom you persecute. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks or the goads. It's sharp. That was a sharp stick that they would use uh, when they had their oxen tied up uh, to to the cart, the plow, whatever, so that they would stay in line. They would do what they needed to do because if they kicked against it and it tried to kick backwards, they were going to kick that goad and they would stop. Sometimes we kick against what God is doing in our lives, right? Sometimes, I've, boy, have I done it. We kick against the the wisdom and the direction and the guidance of the Lord, the word of the Lord. Sometimes, and some, and and the God will allow it to be painful at times to to bring you back in to the perfect place with Him, right? Mm-hmm. The perfect plan of God. And so, trembling, here Saul is trembling and astonished. He asks, Lord. Now, this is a good question. What do you desire me to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? We should ask that every day. Lord, what do you you desire me me to do today? Where do you want me to be? Yes. The Lord said to him, but arise and go into the city. He didn't tell him yet what he was going. He was calling him to do. He says, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So immediately he has to obey. He has to hear and obey immediately. The men who were accompanying Saul were unable to speak for terror. I mean, they are terrified at what's happening. Hearing the voice, but seeing no one. The men didn't see Christ in his glory, but Saul did. <clears throat> then Saul got up from the ground, but through his eye, but though his eyes were opened, he could see nothing. He was blinded by the light, literally. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. So this is the great Saul, the one of great power and authority and respect and had would, would drag the men and women, the Christians, out of their homes and wreak havoc in their lives, throw them in jail. He's now being led about by the hand. He can't see. To even where to go, he's being led about by others. <coughs> Excuse me. Then, uh, and he was unable to see for three days. Three days, you know. I'm sure it would be. It might be crossing his mind. Am I going to be blind for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah. What a humbling experience. Very humbling. I don't want to be blind for the rest of my life in any area. <laughs> right, right. He neither ate nor drank anything. Now there was in Damascus. Now, so we talked about a divine encounter. Now let's read about and talk about a divine connection because we are all someone's divine connection. As, as Christians, we are divine connections and touch points for, for people as well as others are for us. He was unable to see for three days and nights, neither ate nor drank anything. This is Acts chapter 9, verse 9. And there was in Damascus a disciple named Ananias. <coughs> The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. 
And he answered, here am I, Lord. Best answer. Best answer. <laughs> when he calls your name, that's the right answer. Here am I, Lord. And the Lord said to him, now this is kind of humorous to me. I kind of see this as humorous. Get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man of, Tar for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying there. <laughs> now Ananias knows who Saul is. And he said, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias enter and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. God is setting and him Saul's up. Saul's praying. Yeah, I saw him praying. <laughs> he not even know how to pray yet. He's praying. Yeah. <laughs> he, he saw his vision. A man enter and lay his hands on him so he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord. This is how I would answer, Lord. Let's reason together. Let's have a talk. Let's have a talk about this assignment, Lord. Lest you have forgotten, <laughs> Lord. Maybe you've forgotten. You sure, God? That's where you're sending us? Are you sure? Surely you have gotten the names mixed up. <laughs> you've, you've gotten it, it a little crooked. Lord, I've heard many people tell about this man. Who? Saul. Especially how much evil... And what great suffering he has brought on your saints at Jerusalem. Now, what is Ananias? A saint. <laughs> Lord, remember what he's done to your people. Remember, Lord, he's brought great suffering. He's wrecked havoc. He's and the amplified in the case against him. Yeah, yeah, in the amplified, it said in chapter seven, Saul shamefully treated. Now, this is all he knows about Saul. Okay, this is what he knows. Paul. Saul shamefully treated and laid waste the church continuously with cruelty and violence. Entering house after house, he dragged out men and women and committed them to, pre to prison. <laughs> oh, boy. And now, and in chapter 9, verse 1, Saul, still drawing his breath hard from threatening and murderous desire against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested him letters to the synagogues. Now, this is the Saul that Ananias is getting a set up from God. He's getting, I mean, he's put on assignment. Don't you know this is uncomfortable? Don't you know this is a little unnerving? Don't you know one yeah, of this? God's not afraid yeah. of when he asks no. us to do something no. uncomfortable, is he? <laughs> no, but we are sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you know this was, well, well now, Lord, let's, let's talk this through. And I'm just going to remind you of the details. You know, Lord, this is that Saul. And, and now what do you want? Oh, boy. But I love this because Saul saw Ananias in a vision Lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. So he knows he's coming. He knows he's coming. Lord, I have heard many people tell about this man, especially how much evil, what great suffering he's brought on your saints at Jerusalem. Now he is here and has authority from the high priest. I mean, that was as high as it got in the natural for them. And put, to put in chains all who call upon your name. You know, just so you've forgotten, Lord. <laughs> but the Lord does not, I mean, he just says, go. The Lord says to Ananias, go. For this man, listen to this. Now, this is God's definition of Saul. 
This is God's intent intent and purpose. This is the way heaven and God sees Saul. Now, Saul's still blind. He's having to be led around. Up to that very second until that happened, I mean, he was on a mission to go put some more Christians in jail. But this is, the Lord doesn't even really go into much with Ananias about all of his fear. He just says, but the Lord says, go. For this man is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name. That just, that just Mm -hmm. does me in right there. That tells me whatever I've done. Yeah. Wherever I've been, I can Mm -hmm. still be a chosen instrument to do the will of God. He's to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the descendants of Israel. Paul, whose name would be changed to Paul from Saul, which actually from I read some of the commentaries, that was another one of his names, but he went by Saul. I believe that he changed his name because he had a change of character. Mm -hmm. You know, he had Mm -hmm. a transformation. So, uh, that's my opinion. Anyway, uh, he's, he, the Lord changed Saul's character and nature to line up with his purpose after that, with, in that divine encounter. And Saul was going to be used to write two-thirds of the New Testament. He was going to take the gospel and, and, and stand up in defense of the gospel to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Hellenists and all of those. But he was going to take it to, uh, he was going to preach it to the Jews and to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he, Saul, Paul was used to change the world and is still changing the world today mm-hmm. through the word that God had him right and through what he did through Paul. Wow. Awesome. So he's, he's all that Adonis needed to know. Look, this man is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name. Now what? Now think about this. What a divine honor Ananias had. Think if he had just said, no, I'm sorry, Lord, you're going to find somebody else. See, he was Saul's divine touch point. Literally, to lay hands on him. He was Saul's divine connection for the Lord, as well as the people. Mm-hmm. Ananias, you know, he's, he didn't do great signs and wonders but uh, everywhere. But he, he heard, he obeyed, he overcame his fear, he trusted the Lord, and he did it. And I love that because it makes me think about and sometimes, I mean, just the other day, I had a divine encounter. I was, you know, it was actually at church. And I was, you know, was just going to worship the Lord and do that. And the Lord said, stop. You need to pray for this person right now. This person really needs prayer. And I did. It was just like, okay. I mean, you know, I love worship. I love to worship, right? And we were starting worship. I mean, it's just like awesome. I love to worship the Lord. But the Lord said, stop. Do this. Pray. Redirect. And it was, it's like, okay. But I could have easily have missed it. I so easily could have missed it. And, but what an honor it was to get to pray for this individual. Mm-hmm. And the breakthrough. And, and what, God, what God did. Mm-hmm. 
And so don't ever take lightly your assignments and your, your divine connections and your divine encounters with God as that can redirect your life, that can uh, repurpose your life, that can change your life. Um, where Paul turns from being the persecutor, actually he becomes the persecuted mm-hmm. for Christ. Mm-hmm. He is shipwrecked. He is beaten. He goes to jail. Goes to jail. <laughs> he has to uh, be let down in a basket outside of the wall. They're chasing him. I mean, he goes through much suffering. And in fact, in the next verse, the Lord says to Ananias, for I will make clear to him how much he will be afflicted. Now, we don't like to hear that as Christians. Yeah. Uh, and must endure and suffer for my name's sake. There is a price. There is a cost that we sometimes have to pay in different realms of our lives and areas for, for being a Christian. And as I think as closer to the time that the Lord, that, uh, the Lord comes back to get us, that there is going to be more and more persecution and suffering. Uh, but God, <laughs> but God, you know, Stephen, if you go back and read that story while they were uh, about to stone him, he looks up and he sees the heavens. He said, look, look, I see. I see God and, and I see Jesus at the right hand of the father and, and I see heavens open and he's telling the ones that are about to stone him. Look, look, look. And they start stoning him and he says, father into your, you know, receive me, receive me. I'm coming. He just kept his eyes on God, even though he was given his life and suffering and dying because he didn't get distracted. He kept his eyes on, on, on the Lord. Being a Christian doesn't exempt us from tribulation, right? No, it doesn't. It it doesn't. It says that he'll be with us no matter what. Right. Right. The word says he's always with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Yes. He never leaves us in that. Amen. He will, the grace will be there. You know, his grace is sufficient for all that we need. For all that we're going through, his grace is sufficient. And so um, he goes on and he says, I will make clear to him how much he will be afflicted and must endure and suffer for my namesake. When he talks about his namesake, it, it's not only his name, but everything that that name entails, what that, who that name describes, who that name is. You know, it's Jesus. And everything, his salvation, uh, his way of being in right righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's that whole salvation road and way in life. And, and there are ways that we suffer today for that. So Ananias left and went into the house. And he laid his hands on Saul. <laughs> I love it. I mean, right there, right there, the Lord changed the very perspective Ananias had of Saul because he says, brother Saul gave him a heart of compassion for him. Uh Mm -hmm. And he saw him for the way heaven saw him. Right. Because once again, how did, how did Jesus describe Saul? The Lord said to him, go to Saul, to Ananias. This man is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and Kings and descendants of Israel. This was his purpose. This was his calling. This was his destiny. And Ananias had the choice to make to obey, overcome fear, and be a part of that process, to be a divine connection and a divine encounter for Saul of Tarsus, who would become known as Paul, who would write two-thirds of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, and bring so many to Christ, and it's still teaching us today. Uh Yeah, still preaching to us today. Wow, wow, wow. And so he, what God did, and this is what the Lord wants to do in our individual lives for ourselves and for those that we may be, uh, that might be opposing us or causing us problems or even in our marriage or children or whatever. He wants to give us a heavenly download so that we can see that other person and ourselves the way heaven does, because Jesus saw him as a chosen instrument to bear his name. Mm -hmm. He changed the mindset. He, he changed his purpose and he made, he's going to make known to Saul. Now, Saul, this is why you were created. Stop kicking against the pricks. Stop kicking against the goats. Come on, come into alignment. I want to show you there's a new way of doing it. There's a new covenant. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You no longer have to offer sacrifices of turtle doves and, and lambs and rams. And you, the, you don't have to go to the high priest to get to me. When I died and the veil was rent, you can come straight in. You, the way was made. Oh, he is the way. Mm-hmm. He is the way. That's why they called it, and they called it the way. He, they were persecuting the way, mm-hmm. Jesus. And he said, Brother Saul. He immediately embraced him and, and, and called him Brother Saul. Mm-hmm. The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you along the way by which you came here and has sent me that you may recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. No matter what you've done, that's what he wants. He said, you recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have eyes to see the scales fall from your eyes because he said, and instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he recovered his sight. Then he arose and was baptized. And immediately in verse 20, he in the synagogues, he proclaimed Jesus, saying, He is the Son of God. We're about to run out of time here, so let me let me bring this home by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants you to receive sight to see the way He sees, to see your life, to see your situation, to see your loved ones or your co-workers or, or even others, those that may be opposing you. He wants you, the scales to fall from your eyes. He wants you to see as He sees. He wants you to receive the heavenly perspective and down as heaven sees you as heaven sees your situation he wants you to have that bright light that encounter with christ that brings you into a change of purpose uh into uh the deeper things into your true destiny and purpose uh and and then i mean immediately he remained with this uh, in verse 19 Saul took some food. He was strengthened for several days after he remained with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately in the synagogues, he proclaimed Jesus saying he is the son of God. He got right on his purpose. He got right on his calling and destiny. He didn't waste any time. Boom. And Ananias was a part of that. He was a divine connection. He laid hands on him, even though he was threatening all the Christians and persecuting them. Ananias rose up in his purpose and destiny and was a divine touch point and encounter for Saul. And Saul immediately went into his purpose. Let that be said of us today. Father, I pray right now that you would open our eyes where we need to be opened. Open up our ears. Let the scales fall from our eyes. Let our spiritual ears be open. Let us see and hear from heaven. Let us see as you see. Let us have your heart. Let us see others with your heart in the way you see them, just as you saw Saul 
as one that was going to go forth and proclaim your word and be a vessel of honor. Let us see others as you see them, even if they're not acting accordingly. Even as even if we're not acting accordingly, let us see as you see and change us, Lord. We give you permission. We want to have an encounter with you. We give you permission. Change us. Encounter us. And send us divine encounters and divine connections to us and send us to be divine encounters and divine connections to others in Jesus name. Amen. My friend, uh, if you prayed with me earlier about for salvation or you need prayer for anything else, call our prayer line 866-241-0579. Go to lueda.org. There's lots of free teaching and preaching of the radio shows, the TV shows and different things. We want to bless and minister to you. It's about the kingdom of God and not us. Go to lueda.org. Call our prayer line for anything, and we will pray for you. 866-241-0579. Hey, listen, thank you to everyone that's uh, given to our ministry uh, that has helped us continue to preach the gospel on TV, on radio, in person, wherever we go, and to lead worship where we go. So thank you so much. God bless you, and may the Lord multiply that a hundred times. If you would like to give again or you've never given, you can go to our website at lueda.org and do that, or call our prayer line and do that as well. I believe that you connect with us when you do that, and you you are a portion of that anointing and the fruit. So God bless you, and we will see you next week.